Welcome back to Off Air with Carmen, y'all. I think it's time we get back to it. We took a little bit of a pause because of the coronavirus and COVID-19, but I don't know about you. I'm ready to get back to a routine. So I reached out to my girlfriend, Tammy, and you know her best from being our lifestyle contributor on the morning cruise. We're always calling Tammy to see what she's cooking, and you can find all of her recipes at themorningcruise.com and carcarandco.com. Tammy is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. I love her so, so much. She's also one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. When I get with Tammy, I essentially just become her audience. In the beginning of this conversation, though, you're going to hear a deeper side to Tammy. We open up by talking about us being at her cabin last summer. You'll hear me say that it was a marked moment together last July. She just lost her job, and I was coming off several months of a very hard transition. I think we both needed to hit pause, reflect, and reset. What's so crazy is looking back now, I can see God setting the table for what was about to come. He's so personal with all of us. It's hard to explain, but something shifted in me last summer, and I knew when I pulled out of her driveway to come back home that life would be different, albeit I didn't know how different, but I was praying for a return to simple, a return to making the main thing the main thing, a return to rest, a return to a different pace. And then all this happened, goodness. When I was growing up, my mom told me that if I had a handful of true blue girlfriends in life, I would be incredibly blessed. She was absolutely right. Proverbs 27, nine says, a sweet friendship refreshes the soul. Tammy is that for me. She for sure refreshes my soul. You're going to hear us talk about friendship, food, and faith. And then at the end, stick around for the bonus content. It's peeing your pants funny. Here's my conversation with Tammy. All right, Tammy, it's uh, time for Off Air with Carmen. I think it's time to bring it back. I was kind of in a good rhythm there, and then the whole corona thing happened, and I just hit pause for a little bit. And I don't know. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of just ready to get back into doing some normal things again. How, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, but I'm actually so excited because I am actually not only your best friend, but a fan of your mm-hmm. podcast. So ah, um, I love I, it. I love it too. But I've set a, a lit a candle. I've got my coffee in hand. So I'm kind yep. of like just setting the vibe for like we are together in spirit. <laughs> yes, we are. I never thought that this would be how it would be. I always thought it would be in person because I mean, you've been to the station a dozen times. Obviously, you're at my house all the time. So I never thought it would be over over a computer, over technology, but we'll... uh We'll just go with it. So, Tammy, just a really quick thing. I want to most most people who are listening, they're listeners to the Morning Cruise. So they hear you on the show as our lifestyle contributor. But you're one of my best friends in the whole entire world. We met in the fall of 2007 through a mutual friend in the industry. You were working for Gospel Music Channel. I was working for the Joy FM and we just became fast friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here we are 13 years later. Um, But I want to jump right. Yeah. 13 years is crazy. But I want to jump in because last summer, Tammy, you have two properties. You have your townhouse in Nashville and then you Mm -hmm. have a cabin that you built with your parents outside of Nashville and you Airbnb both of them. Mm-hmm. And you just built the cabin, which is gorgeous. I mean, it's been featured in magazines and it's, I mean, you did an incredible job with it. But I flew up last July and, well, let me back up. You worked for Gospel Music Channel for how many years? 15? 
Yeah, 15 years full time. Mm -hmm. 15 years. And a couple of days before I was supposed to fly up last July, you texted me and it was just so, it was such a random text. You're just like, oh, by the way, I lost my job yesterday or something like that. Oh, by the way, I lost my job yesterday. And I'm like, what? And I called you immediately and I'm like, is it still a good time? I don't have to come. And you're like, no, come on. And I can remember just pulling up to the cabin. It was the first time I'd seen it. Remember pulling up to the Mm -hmm. cabin thinking that you're going to be upset, upset and just, you know, devastated that you lost your job and you're like, Hey, come on in. And it was just, I just remember that just hitting me like, okay, I think she's okay. Mm-hmm. And as the the time went on, because I was there for several days, as the time went on, we sat on the back porch. And, and there's a reason why I'm going to that back porch moment. Because Tammy, I feel like last summer on your back porch, in some ways, set off. It was a marked moment. It was a mm-hmm. resetting moment. And it kind of set off that even brings us up to and including the moment that we're living right now. Would you agree with that? For sure. I mean, it was definitely like a divine appointment. You know, it was just mm-hmm. like when when I texted you that I was grateful that you were coming. I was grateful that that had been scheduled in advance. You know, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, Carmen's coming. I lost my job. You know, like the world ends. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, like that's like you were who I wanted to lean into during that time. So it was a mm. gift. And it was so powerful on so many levels because number one, you needed a rest. Number mm-hmm. two, I needed a rest. We needed each other because we needed yeah. to just dissect and and talk through everything that we had gone through the last several months. But then at the same time, I just remember walking away from that cabin that day after I'd been there for a few days, I walked away feeling like life is going to be different from this point forward. I knew there was something in my bones, in my belly that I knew when we walked away from that retreat at that cabin that I was going back and that it life was going to be different. I mean, and it was really different. I didn't know what different was going right. to be, but I just knew that I had my, my relationship with Jesus just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we, we went and did the the ropes course and we once did. we did the ropes course together and just, I don't know my, my I, G, there was a renewed, a renewal with the Lord there was, there was fellowship too, though. You know, it was like we were meeting mm-hmm. in this place. It was, we knew that um, we could rest in each other's presence, which has always been sort of the um, foundation of our friendship. You know, you might come to Nashville and you might go see seven other friends and that's fine. And then we come back and we, you know, pick up from mm-hmm. where we left off. And, um, but we always have this expectation. And even when I go to Florida, it's like, there are very few places outside of my house that I find rest, but my room at the <laughs> Carmen Brown's house is always yeah. like a place of, of retreat for me. So I mm. think it was going to be, you know, a rest, an expectation that we were going to rest, but it was, um, you know, just seeking the Lord and then um, praying and committing our plans to him and not even knowing like what he uh, was going to walk us through. But there was a anticipation that whatever it was, we would do it together. So. Yeah, it's so true. So, you know, I think rest is not just a place, Mm -hmm. but it's a person too. And you're my person when it comes to soul, you're a life, you're, you're life giving and you're just, you are, you're, you're one of my people that I can just lay my weary soul before you Mm -hmm. and we can just talk through it. And, um, the hard stuff. You know, yeah, like that's, yes. and, 
Yes. And I'm not one of those, you know, women who um, finds friends easily. So it's like if anybody is listening to this and they're like, oh, you know, um, they, <laughs> they're they telling you how important relationships are, friendships are, um, but those aren't easy for me. Well, they are not easy for me either. Um, you know, I'm sort of a loner. Walking through this whole quarantine season, I can't tell you how many times I've gone back to that back porch and just knowing, God, you met me there. Mm-hmm. You met me there when I was weary. Um, you you did something in my heart that day. You re you reordered um, my commitment to you. You reordered um, the call that I feel you have on my life for this mm-hmm. season. And because I feel like my stake was hit harder in the ground last July, mm-hmm. I've just been more planted in this season. Does that make sense? It does. And, you know, especially in this season where we're just coming off of Easter, it's like, I've never been more grateful for the resurrection. And it's like, oh, you know, yes. it, it, this time, you know, everything feels dead in a sense, you know, it's like your hopes, you know, mine dead. <laughs> it's like my dreams mm-hmm. dead, it's true. you know, yeah. but, um, yeah. you know, resurrection is coming. And, um, I think that, you know, when you can hold on to that promise, um, you, your hope and your strength is renewed. So, um, that's what it was like at the cabin. And that's what it is certainly like now. I just, I feel like that summer I came back home or last July, I came back home and it was just a resetting of a, a different pace. It was a resetting of a different why, remembering mm-hmm. why I do what I do, remembering what life's me. Just, it was just a marked moment. I don't know how else to say that. And as we've walked through the rest of last year and then up to and including this COVID-19 thing, don't you feel like it's just all fit together? You know, in the moment, it's really hard to see that. But hindsight, absolutely. It was like that was an opportunity to like just dream with one of my closest girlfriends. And it was like a clean mm-hmm. slate. And, you know, and you're like, let's get excited about the future. And, you know, that's exactly what we did. Right. Um mm-hmm. And then, of course, <laughs> you know, Corona um, happened. Corona happened. No, um, but but yeah, no. I think that um, right now, in this very moment, when things are uncertain and when things are scary for so many people, um, mm-hmm. I'm grateful for that moment several months ago when you know we committed our plans to the Lord and we said, you know, yeah. this is what we want to do, or just for the gift. I think that that, that was such a reminder that. Um, you know, even when you, like we all pray for things that, um, you know, we, we want, right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Um, sure. you know, after losing my job, it was like, I wanted a plan and I love to plan and there was no plan. Um, so I was like, well, I'll have a plan for not having a plan. I'll just have a really good attitude and I will power through this and, you know, I'll take the next six months to recharge and to be creative. And, you know, to be completely vulnerable, it was like, that mm-hmm. was fine. Those six months were really great. And, um, you know, the seven month was like, okay, cool. Um, the eighth month, it got increasingly harder. And then the ninth month when I was ready to go back to work and had an opportunity, mm-hmm. Corona hit. So, um, this has been a journey. Um, and I guess I don't know really where I'm going with all of this, except to say that, you know, 
there have been really good days. There have been really hard days, um, but God is in all of them. And I can see that more clearly now than I ever have before. And I think if you had not lost your job and had that season, and again, including including last summer when I was there and having that season of just recentering and saying, okay, you're my source, you're my mm-hmm. provider, you are my rock, you're the one that I lean into. I don't know if we, if you would have been able to handle the season now, the way, had you not had mm-hmm. that kind of prepping yeah. time. Does that make it, sense? It does. And it's so true. It's just that, you know, some of those things that we say as Christians, like, or, you know, we remind God of his promises, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, he has plans to yep. prosper us and to give us hope for the future mm-hmm. and not to harm us. Um, those promises you hold tightly to, right? But then when things get increasingly harder, it is yeah. hard to believe that they are more than words. It is hard to believe that those promises are yeah. true some days, you know, and, and then you get a breakthrough. You know, and it mm-hmm. might be a small breakthrough, but it's like hope for the day. And then that's enough. Yeah. Let's dive into that, your story a little bit more because you kind of broke it down in months. And it's true. Like you, you were kind of navigating, taking time to rest, being creative. You've been killing it on Instagram, by the way. Your Instagram game is on point mm-hmm. and the recipes that you are coming up with are amazing. Um, so you were you were navigating that, and then you had your two Airbnbs, and then mm-hmm. um, even and with the Airbnb, there was a contest that you entered. Sure, where you, yeah, yeah, where you were going to go to Italy. So everything was in some ways kind of looking up. You had a couple of uh, producers reach out to you for a potential mm-hmm. television show. Like there were good things. Yeah, you were feeling good about it. Yeah, no, that was that was exactly right. It was like, you know, my whole world had shifted and that was okay because I was just like, that's God, you know, redirecting the ship. Um, but, you know, as the months went on, I kind of became lost at sea a little bit. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you know, where, where is this going? <laughs> you're like, yeah. uh, the, the sharks are circling. Lord, are you there? Um, somebody, um, one of my friends shared with me the other day, everybody keeps telling mm-hmm. us that we're all in the same boat. And that's not true. We're all in the same ocean. <laughs> Some of us are in different boats, <laughs> you know? And, and I'm like, that's yes. True. It's like, no, <laughs> like this is, you know, this is not the same boat for everyone. Um, so if I compare myself to somebody who's just like, you know, taking their time and this is a time of pause and rest and, you know, rejuvenation mm-hmm. and, you know, you are out there you know, spending more time with your family, that's amazing. And then there are people that are like less fortunate than I am who have lost a loved one, you know? So it's like, it's really all about perspective, but. So a couple questions. So what Mm -hmm. have you cooked this week? I mean, obviously we feature a lot of these recipes on themorningcruise.com and we'll put notes in the show notes where you can find Tammy's recipe and follow her on Instagram. But what have you cooked this week? Yeah, I have made meatloaf last night. Today I'm making eggplant rollatini. And then tomorrow I'm doing a stuffed pork tenderloin because I've been really, you know, burdened between you and Bill and, and then even (laughs) JR who's vegan, right? It's like, oh, okay. So like, let me just put this out there. You know, Carmen's gluten-free, grain-free, Bill's lactose intolerant and JR's a vegan. And I'm like, you know what guys, what am I making? How about a nice bowl of crushed ice? Like that's what you're getting, you know? (laughs) Like that's, that's. That's a tough order. So um, we're high maintenance around here. 
I know. But the one thing that um, I came to, you know, realize is like, okay, so I'm going to have to take care of them like maybe two at a time. So you and Bill, you are getting um, like sheet pan fajitas. It's the easiest thing to do. Um, It takes like seven minutes to prep and you just slice your veggies, you slice your meat, you put that under the broiler for like 15 minutes. And Carmen, you can't have a, you know, a regular flour tortilla, but you could do a grain free tortilla. And And I have found them. I found them. Siete. I think that's how you say it. The Siete. S-I-E-T-E. Oh, they're incredible. Yes. Yes. But go ahead. Yeah. So, so, and then, you know, I generally don't put cheese on, um, or even sour cream on my fajitas. So that's what, oh, but um, Bill can do tofuti. So if you wanted sour cream. So yeah, that's what we've, and then JR, you know, I'll worry about him next week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You journal, Tammy, and you really Mm -hmm. believe in journaling and you really believe in writing things down. Talk about that. I do. Yeah. You know, I really believe that when we commit our plans to the Lord, um, you know, there is, there is something that, that happens. And and I believe the one way we do that is through, you know, the written word, right? So like, I'm mm-hmm. very much into writing things down. I'm very much into practicing like gratitude and, you know, write the five things down that you're grateful for every day helps give me perspective. Um mm-hmm. And then also, you know, writing our dreams down, which is why when we were at the cabin, I was so committed to like, no, 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 before we talk, like, let's write it down. Um, mm-hmm. And it it just also gives you that history, right? You can like go back and look and and see what the Lord has done because, you know, we always reach these peaks, right? Or these levels. So it's like, if you know, if, just to break it down, it's like if you wanted to lose five pounds and you did that, but then, you know. 10, 15 pounds later, you kind of forget about that small victory. So um, I think that writing things down is incredibly important to success. And do you write things down as if they, because you've, you told me this, do you do. write them down as if they've already happened? I do. And you is know that what? how you do um, it? Okay. And before, you know, and I know that that might, might seem strange, but I think it's biblical. It says, you know, let the weak say I am strong. And Mm. that to me was so powerful. It's like, you know, let the weak, you know, you are Mm -hmm. still weak. It doesn't mean you're strong, but like you speak things not necessarily into existence, but you speak them um, as faith. Mm, I love that. I love that. What are some things, is there anything that you're comfortable sharing that you have spoken, um, that you have believed for that have, have, have happened in the last year or two with you? Well, you know, it was, um, it was so strange for sure. Um, you know, there was a, I guess it was a 11 months before I was laid off. Like I wrote, (laughs) I wrote it down and I was like, I love the people that I work with, but, um, I'm very unhappy in my job and 12 months from now, something has to change. Um, and then, you know, 11 months later it did. That's the thing though, with like writing things down, sometimes you write mm-hmm. it down and you're like, Oh, did I mean that? You know, <laughs> it's like, be careful yeah, what you write down. Yeah. Um, be careful but, what you write I, down yeah. but I still believe that, you know, just because, um, you know, like we write down and we commit it to the Lord. Um, what we have to remember is that, um, you know, we don't get anything great without some pain, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, true. it's, it's been that. And then, um, I, of course I came from a world of television where I, for 15 years, I, you know, served talent and I was always, um, you know, catering to them and their needs. And, um, it was, 
always sort of behind the curtain. And, you know, there was mm-hmm. just like hobbies that I love doing. It was cooking or decorating. And, you know, it was just that point in my time or in my life where I wanted to like share some of those things. So I just, I wrote one of those dreams down. And then of course, like you, um, <laughs> you grabbed a hold of that one and, and you made that dream come true. So, um, again, that's just like God, like being in all of the details of our lives, because something that I write down and then like, lo and behold, my best friend has an outlet where she was just like, Hey, would you mind being the lifestyle contributor for joy FM? And I'm like, that was, that was answered prayer for sure. Um, and people ask for your recipes all the time. What does it feel like? What do you feel like the kitchen's your happy place? I do. I feel like, you know, I just put on music and it's normally like Dean Martin or something. And it's just Mm -hmm. a way to decompress. Um, And and it's a creative outlet. So for sure. I know some people, like the kitchen stresses, you know, them out. But I think it's just because, um, I don't know, maybe some people don't enjoy cooking. But for me, it's just like, don't have any expectations, you know, don't like be so hard on yourself and just kind of enjoy it. So I love it. So when when this quarantine is over, and mm-hmm. I'm praying that we're headed out of it, um, what's the first thing you want to do? Mm, I mean, honestly, um, mm-hmm. you know, hug my family and friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so when the quarantine started, I was very much about like, you know, doing my five things that I'm grateful for. And and as the days went on and on, like my list went from, you know, I enjoy you know, I'm so grateful for flowers and I'm so grateful for coffee and I'm so grateful for, you know, the phone call with my parents. But the, as the days went on, I recognized that like what I was most grateful for, you know, were the people in my life. And so like mm-hmm. that gratitude list um, was slowly um, but surely like reduced from, you know, flowers and coffee and good food. And it, it was just all like people. And it was like, I'm grateful for, you know, the the phone call that I had with my parents. I'm grateful for, you know, the phone call that I had with the morning cruise. And it was just, it was all centered around people. So I think that, um, you know, post quarantine, um, we're gonna, we're all gonna want to be around our loved ones more. I agree. It, I totally agree. Things that I would have written down two months ago are not the same things that I would write down today. And mm-hmm. that just We've talked a lot about this on the show, and I think it's so true. As much as I do want to go back to normal, like there, I mm-hmm. do, I want to be back in church. And, you know, and I think even us as longtime believers who go to church, I think we've taken that for granted. So that's one of the things I want to go back to church. And I told the girls the other day, I cannot wait till I can go back to church, leave church and go to Starbucks on Neptune. And sure. I, I just want my nitro, you know, so as much as I want normal, quote unquote, normal back, there are some things that I don't, I don't want to go back. Like, I don't want to go back to the pace that we were keeping. I don't want to go back from just running from one thing to the next. I mean, we have had more conversations and we've, we've always been a family who's talked, like we have great communication, Mm -hmm. but there's just been more intentional conversations. There's been more walks. I've just, there's, so there's some things I do not want to go back to the way that they used to be. What, what's on that list for you? Yeah. I, I, honestly, it's like the 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 pace, like you said. I mean, or this anxiety, you know. Like I, mm. again, I'm a planner, and um, you just just knowing, like, you know, what are the the five things that I need to accomplish today, or you know, whatever that is. It's like some days, um, you know, you have to really take that slow. <laughs> it's like let me break that down. No, um, but I think it's really just the pace and the, the anxiety that um comes with being in. 
um, the American lifestyle. And that's the one thing that I've always loved about Italy is that when you go to Italy, you know, they say like, you know, do, do as the Romans do. Um, their mm-hmm. culture is so different. Um, you, you really don't have a, a time, you know, it's like if you go to dinner at, at an Italian restaurant, well, you might be there for three hours and you might not get your food until the fourth and you just have to deal with it because, you know, they are just great at, taking rest and um we are Hmm. not you know like we're always like we're always cutting down the tree or we're always like you know busy we are just constantly going and um i think that that's something that is not it's not healthy for us so yeah okay a couple last questions Mm -hmm. is there a theme or is there something that you feel like god is really teaching you in this season like when you have your private conversations and you're just praying what 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 did those conversations sound like yeah, you know, it has been such a um, a learning season, and like you've you've said this to me a um, hundred times, like Tammy, you really needed this season, and that was true. And um, it's just doesn't make it easier sometimes, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I think what the Lord has taught me is that um, one, and you actually gave me the the David Bible study too, which has been a lifeline for me. One of the things mm. um, that I recognized, you know, David was king. We all know that. Um, But something that stood out to me right from the beginning was that as soon as David was anointed king, what was the next step? He went back to the shepherd's field. And I just thought that that was so crazy. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. I think like going back to the cabin moment, like when we had new vision and I thought, okay, ready, set, go. Like, you know, like let's put this Mm -hmm. plan into action and you know, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And it was like, no, like sometimes you get the vision, God gives you that desire, that dream. And then you go back to regular life for a minute, you know? And, Mm. um, that was, that was sort of difficult. (laughs) Um, but so there are just so many things that I'm learning. Um, the other thing that I'm learning is that, you know, we always talk about how we have a personal relationship with Jesus and, you know, that's the the foundation of our faith, right? Is the personal relationship. There's no middleman. Um, mm-hmm. But I think in this season, it for me, it means that, you know, God takes care of our needs on a personal basis too. So what I need is different than what Carmen needs or yeah. than, you know, yeah. my, Mm-hmm. anybody else needs. So it's like, we can't, again, going back to that ocean, it's like, we, we might, we are all in different boats, you know? Um, and so what I'm grateful for in this season is that I do get to be creative. I do get to, you know, be in the kitchen or, um, you know, sharing recipes, whatever. So that's, that's kind of, how, you know, one way he's taking care of me, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, his, his care is personal. Um, sometimes we have to go back to that shepherd's field and, um, yeah. do you still feel like you're in the shepherd fields right now? I do. I do feel like I'm in the shepherd's field. Um, and, and that's okay. Um, and I've kind of accepted that, you know, good things take time. And that's one of the, you know, the, the pros of this pause is that, um, you know, like people are really into gardening right now. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, we live in such an, an instant and on-demand society previous to this. Um, so I think that, you know, the Lord is teaching us all patience, but, um, if you plant a seed, I mean, we do not have a a flower overnight. (laughs) Um, um, 
so I feel like uh, I've had to, you know, rest and just really um, accept that good things take time and that's mm. okay. I love you. I love your perspective. I love you. I love the gift of your friendship. You are one of my best lifelines. So I love you so much. Oh, don't you love Tammy? I hope everyone listening has a Tammy in their life. And one thing that I can tell you, one of the best gifts that you could give yourself is to take a retreat. And it doesn't have to be fancy. It can be something very simple, just 48 hours away together. I tell you what, it definitely marked us last summer. And if there's any way possible, I want to do that again with Tammy this summer. Okay, I told you that there'd be bonus content at the end. So you're going to hear part of a conversation that I had with Tammy the other day when she's talking about a blind date that she had. And I don't want to give away the punchline, but I'm telling you, this is hysterical. And then I actually grabbed some audio from when she told the story on air. You got to hear this. (laughs) Okay, can we just talk about the best story ever? Truly, like you were at my house, sitting at my kitchen table, telling me this story and I could not breathe. I was laughing so hard. So just start from, start from the beginning. I love when you set it up, but I don't even know which one you're talking about. You're talking about- Yes, the tilapia farmer, Tammy. It doesn't get better than this. I really was over online dating and talking to my mom and we were just having this conversation and she was just like, you know, basically you're getting too old to be single. <laughs> and I and I went to my sisters and I was like, hey, can you believe mom said this to me? And they were like, yeah, we kind of agree with her. You need to like throw it out there again, <laughs> throw the net out there. So I was like, fine, I will go on another site of one I haven't tried. And I was really negative about it. And this guy kept sending me messages and I was like wow guy I'm not the girl you want to date like trust me I'm the girl that orders a Starbucks coffee that I don't finish I'm like the girl that you know I I order a meal and there's always some modification like you I'm difficult I'm complicated you (laughs) do not want to date me like your approach may be part of your problem (laughs) right (laughs) right I was I granted I was a little negative I was like I'm a creative writer but like I don't know what an adverb is and I have no like ambition to google it so (laughs) so he comes back and he was like, well, I'm not your, you know, average guy. And he defines an adverb. And I'm like, okay, well, that was, you know, semi-creative. Well, he tells me that he runs a nonprofit. I'm like, wow, this is all, you know, this is all better. Maybe if I just laid it out there and was like, I'm real honest with him, then, you know, he, he would be different. So I learned from the last guy that I'm not going to go sushi and fancy. I'm going to go pizza and casual. So we meet at this pizza place and he decides to bring me um, merchandise from his nonprofit. Well, he actually brings me toddler sized t-shirts from his nonprofit Mm -hmm. t-shirt organization Mm -hmm. company. First of all, it was, it was really not a nonprofit. It just was like no profit. Like he just didn't (laughs) take any money. Right. It was nonprofit, but not making any money. (laughs) Right. I'm actually making like 911 hostage faces at the server to like get me out. 
but there was nothing I could do. He starts talking to me about, you know, how he used to be a trainer. Yeah, right. And how, you know, some rural, some rural county out in Tennessee, you know, needs um, a train system. I'm like, he goes, you don't look interested. I said, honestly, there are just some areas and topics that I'm okay being completely ignorant in. And this is one of them. (laughs) And, And he started talking to me about how he has tilapia in his living room. <laughs> this wasn't a joke. You mean like, this, not like on a plate. You mean yeah, like, like living <laughs> tilapia. Yeah. So just as I'm about, you know, I want to die already because we're talking about train systems. <laughs> he is telling me that he has two fish tanks in his living room. One for the male tilapia and one for the female tilapia. (laughs) And how there's a whole irrigation system. And here's the worst part. I had to ask him to tell that story twice so I could repeat it. But (laughs) (laughs) the worst part is the worst part is the tilapia that he, you know, purchased and raised and farmed in his living room for, you know, sustenance. They became his. And now he can't eat them. <laughs> Never name them. Never name them. Oh, 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 my you know, if there are fish that large in a tank somewhere oh. and they're not tropical, some sort of expensive collector fish, I better be at Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> you know, it better be here. Try out this oh, new bait. Oh, dear. Uh, this just, you don't, not in your living room, man. Listen, the first no, that's a game killer. That's uh, a game killer. The first time she told me this story, I was laid out crying. I was laughing so oh, hard. Oh, gosh. I'm telling you, T, that when Bill was talking about it this morning, I could she not. could hardly get through I it. I couldn't get through it. I couldn't stop Just laughing. listening. Because all I could think about was Daryl and Tilapia, and they're looking at me like, you're making it up. I'm like, I promise you, no. I'm not making it up. I'm not. No. Well, this was very entertaining and very enlightening, Ooh. too. And I just, I do feel a sense of sadness for you having to go through that. But God will use yeah. it in some way. Probably. Well, so there wasn't a second date then. No, you know what I did? I paid for the check and he, he, oh, here's one other thing. Um, he said that he was in social media, right? And I, at the time, had a broken um, iPhone. Mm-hmm. And so I take it out and, and, um, he looks at it and he's like, look at your handy dandy phone. And I'm like, what? Wait, are we on Blue's Clues? Like, why are you calling my phone handy dandy? And two, he's got his flip phone and he's in social media. He's a social media guy with a flip phone. Not very credible. What do you think the odds are this guy's still single? Probably the same that I'm, you know, same odds that I'm still single. I don't know. Well, best to you and better. But listen, here's the thing. This is my girlfriend, y'all, and she's gorgeous and she's hilarious, clearly. Yes, she is. And she loves Jesus and she is available and who knows? But there there will need to be a pretty serious screening process before you get to stage two here. By me. Mm -hmm. By me. Yeah, no tilapia farmers.
All right, y'all. That's my girlfriend, Tammy. She is hysterical. That will always be my favorite Tammy story. And she's got more. She's got more. Thanks, Tammy, for being on the podcast. Also want to say thank you to Brandon Heath for my music, Got the Love. That's from his CD, Faith, Hope, Love, Repeat. I'll see you back here next week on Off Air with Carmen.